You're now listening to the Self-Development Collective, a podcast in community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be. Hey guys, and welcome to the Self-Development Collective. So in this episode, we're going to go through negative self-talk, positive self-talk, um, and how, I suppose, how to manage it. So this is based on one of the questions that we got um, in the survey. So if you'd like a question answered, um, I love getting questions on self-esteem in relationships. I do a lot of work in my own life on that. So I love getting questions and sharing things that have helped me. So if you have a question on self-esteem, boundaries, relationships, any of that sort of work, um, make sure to jump on our email list. I'll add the list below. You get access to our workbook library, um, our like little mini one. And also you can, you'll get an email and you'll get asked to take part in the survey where you can answer questions. Uh, sorry, ask questions. And then I use those questions, um, both in my, um, mini videos that I do in our free community. And also I use them for the podcast. Um, and I, it's all anonymous, but it just helps me to know what kind of things, um, you guys want answered, what questions you guys might have. So it's really great um, for me to just use in the podcast. So this particular person said that they want to know how to stay motivated um, to practice positive self-talk. So this is a really important one. Um, I always say this in every episode, but this is a big one because I think we all struggle with the voice in our heads. We all struggle with our thoughts. We all struggle to be positive. We might feel like we're too negative. And I do think that, and I personally um, kind of vibe that idea of toxic positivity because I just think that we tend to label quite a bit whether we're positive or negative-minded. And the truth of the matter is, and the perspective that I've learned from the reading and the understanding is that, and the way that I have, have found it most helpful to think of is based on compassion-focused therapy. And one of the key parts of compassion-focused therapy is that they talk about the fact that our mind is kind of like an old brain. It's wired to protect us. So oftentimes, when we try to do something new, jump out out of our comfort zone, or if something we're going through reminds us of a previous experience that was challenging, um, generally our mind will jump in and we'll have those negative thoughts. We'll tell ourselves we can't do it. We shouldn't do it. Any sort of like all that negative self-talk that comes up is usually a reflection of the fact that our brain is trying to protect us. It's like an old old school mode. You know, our brain doesn't want us to be uncomfortable because in our minds, uncomfortable means unsafe. And that is something that when I learned that, I just felt less pressure to practice that positive and negative self-talk, like that whole thing. I just understood that the way my brain is wired and the way our brains are wired, um, they are, they're wired to protect us. So that negative self-talk, I saw it just more as like kind of a function of the brain, a protective function of the brain. And so I kind of was able to see it more objectively. So that's why I want to share this um, podcast episode with you today and talk about positive self-talk and negative self-talk. Because the way I look at it and the way I personally experience it now is I tend to replace when I'm self-aware, because obviously there's some times where we do get in our heads and that's completely okay as well, because I'm not in any way, shape or form saying that that won't happen. But when we do become aware of our self-talk, when we're in those moments where we're feeling defeated with our negative self-talk, or um, perhaps maybe like the positive self, or, or we're trying to figure out how to be more positive in our self-talk, 
I do want to replace it with curious self-talk. And that's something that has really shaped and changed my life. So when I started to get more curious about the way I was thinking and why I was thinking that way, I stopped being, I, I allowed myself most of the time, because again, you know, there are times where I, I even get caught up in my thoughts, like as much as I try to self-reflect and become self-aware, again, natural part of being human. So I don't stress about it because I just know that that's just a natural thing that we all do. So instead of focusing on trying to be more positive and having more positive self-talk or berating myself for being so negative and having so much negative self-talk, something that's helped me in my own self-talk motivation is understanding that our brains are wired to protect us. So that's the first thing. So when that negative talk kicks in, I know that it's probably that old part of my brain or maybe this experience is reminding me of something in childhood or it's triggering a part of my history. And I love that because another thing that I read that I found really helpful was understanding that usually that negative self-talk is a reflection of our history, right? And instead of trying to run away from it, I can understand that again, my brain is just trying to protect me from things that I've experienced and to keep me safe. So that is okay. So that's the first part. Now, the second part with curious self-talk, this is something that I learned from, um, there's another therapy that I've read on that I really loved, um, uh, internal family systems. So internal family systems, it's it's quite like big to be honest and, and it's a lot to go into in this episode, but it's all about seeing our different parts. And so I'm going to like not talk about that. I'm going to talk about what I do personally because it kind of was like internal family systems, but I simplified it for me. So the way I see it is that we have different parts. We are made up of different parts. So sometimes, you know, when I, I, I have this part of me that really gets frustrated when I can't get things done. So that's my part that's kind of like the busy, rushing, want to get things done, productive part of me. Then I have the part of me that's kind of worried, scared, stressed, like, oh my God, can we do this, guys? Should we be doing this? Um, so I have that part of me. Um, then I have the part of me that gets angry and annoyed and frustrated um, when things happen. So that's kind of like the angry part of me. So what I've realized is that I am made up of these parts. And then what uh, internal family systems talks about is then we then have this inner part, this part, like the wise self, you know, that the compassionate self that people talk about that wise, um, internal intuitive, intuitive sort of part that guides these other parts. So what happens is every time I start to get that negative self-talk, I address that feeling as a part. So for example, say that I am really stuck in self-doubt. What I will do is I will go, okay, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm saying this to myself, but I'm imagining this, this part of me, this self-doubt part, as kind of like a Disney character almost. And there was a um, movie, I can't remember the name, and it was about a girl that moved and they actually talked about the different emotions um, that this girl went through. And she had joy, she had anger, she had sadness. And that was a really good depiction of kind of the parts that we have, right? So I imagine the self-doubt part of me and I say, okay, I hear you. I hear that you're doubting yourself right now. I can see you. What are you worried about? Tell me. And then I imagine, then I kind of let that that part of me talk. So usually that self-doubt part will be like, I'm worried that this isn't going to work, that we're going to be judged, that we're going to be stressing. And then I go back to that part of me that's kind of like that wisdom, that intuitive part. And I just let it kind of converse. And it's like, okay, well, I see, I see that you're scared. 
I hear you, but we're going to be fine because the pe- people that matter to us will love the fact that we're doing something that we love, that will love the fact that we're being curious and open and trying something new. And that's really kind of it. And so that's what I talk about when I'm saying curious parts. Now, if you are uncomfortable with talking parts to parts, sometimes it just helps to look at the feeling that you're having and saying, what am I worried about? What am I scared about? What is this part? Tr- what is this feeling truly trying to tell me? And then just acknowledging that. And I think that's the thing when it comes to positive and negative self-talk, right? They kind of fight each other. We tend to think that we need to be more positive. We need to practice more positive self-talk, be more of a positive person and try to ignore the fact that this negative self-talk is there or try and get rid of it. And I think something that I love about the internal family systems and something that I like about the method that I use when it comes to having, uh, when I'm in that negative self-talk, I allow those parts to come up. I allow myself to experience those feelings. I allow myself to go through the motions. I allow it to be there because everything I've learned, I understand again that most of these parts, most of these negative self-talk areas um, are there to protect us. They're there because they're scared. They're there because of past experiences. Um, They're not there as like, a thing to shut us down and make sure that we don't live up our dreams. And I think that the biggest thing that I've learned is when I try to fight the negative self-talk and replace it with positive self-talk, I actually end up fighting myself and I end up fighting the natural, the natural feelings and emotions that come up. We have, as human beings, a huge spectrum of emotions. We have so many things that happen to us, so many feelings, so many things. You know, it's so complex. And I do think that when we shut down that negative self-talk, we're trying to avoid it. We're not actually experiencing and understanding what's happening. We're trying to walk away from it and pretend it's not there. And that, again, is something that I've experienced myself. And I think, too, that is a challenge when we really think about it as positive and negative self-talk. Now I just look at my self-talk and I think curious self-talk. Am I curious about what's happening to me right now? Am I curious about why these feelings are coming up? What can I learn from what's happening? What can I learn from what's happening? And also keeping in mind again that my brain is trying to protect me, that it's, you know, the intentions are there. Even if the voice is intense, even if the voice is angry, um, And I think that's the biggest thing. And I think that's the thing with self-acceptance too. And the most important part that I want to add is curiosity, being curious about the voices and the things, the parts that come up does not mean that we agree with these parts. It doesn't mean that we like these parts. It just means that we're allowing these parts to be where they are and say what they are saying at that time. But again, that does not mean that we take action on those parts. It doesn't mean that we, again, like all those parts. We agree with all those parts. We agree with what they're saying. I think it's just helps, especially me, it helps me to stop being so judgmental on myself, to pressure myself to, again, go through that negative self-talk and positive self-talk and really fight those two sides. So that's something that I think might be helpful. So if you really struggle with negative self-talk and you think that you're trying, or, or you like to try and practice more positive self-talk, the way I look at it is curious self-talk, being non-judgmental, being curious about our experience, seeing the different feelings as parts, seeing them as parts of us, seeing them as like little characters and working with them in that way. And I do know that usually when I allow that part or that self-doubt to speak, say what it has to say, what it's afraid of, that's it. Like I don't act on it. um, I don't overstress about it. I've allowed it. I feel like I've let it come and pass itself. 
Um, and I think that's the best part about curious self-talk. It's not getting the two systems to fight because, you know, when the positive self-talk comes up, that's fine too. I just kind of let it be. And I think that's the part that I like the best, especially about internal family systems. It's such a great therapy for self-acceptance. It helps us to practice allowing the things that come up. But again, allowing doesn't mean that we act on them. And that's something that I want to say as well. So even though I'm speak, I'm hearing what the self-doubt has to say and why it's saying it, I then take action. And honestly, I take more aligned action because I understand and have allowed and practice that self-acceptance on my end. So if you struggle with self-acceptance or self-doubt, this is definitely something to try. And this is something that we're going to be going through in the membership as well. We are going to have a month on parts, practicing how we speak to ourselves, practicing that curiosity, seeing how we can add that curiosity Um, into our lives and again adjusting things to make them work for us so you might find that you like part of this podcast you might find that you don't want to do the parts you want to just just call them feelings and ask those feelings what's happening what what, what, uh, excuse me what's happening and that's okay too it's all about finding what works for us I always say take what resonates leave what doesn't but um yeah try curious self-talk instead of focusing on positives and negatives just try curious and see how you go with it because that has been the most helpful thing for me and it's really helped the way I speak to myself and as you'll know especially when we talk about in the membership the way we speak to ourselves is so tied into our self-esteem and our self-respect and allowing is practicing self-acceptance and when we practice self-acceptance it's a huge game changer for our lives because again we're allowing those parts to be as they are and we're not judging ourselves for them. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget if the membership is something that you'd like to be a part of, if you like the strategies and things that we talk about here, make sure to join us in the membership. Um, It's open every month. We do a different topic based around self-esteem, boundaries, self-acceptance. And also some months we cover relationships as well. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening. You're now listening to the Self-Development Collective, a podcast and community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be.